we're coming up on the last full week of college football, at least for the regular season. Thank goodness there's basketball. Thank goodness there are oh medicines for sore throats. It's the gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Capps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? Man, I'm, I'm I'm gutting it out today. I'm I'm hurt. I'm not injured. I'm hurt. <laughs> the greatest line push, of the football season. We're gonna push through it, and uh, and we're gonna make this happen. You know, I, I've heard whiskey with a little bit of lemon really works well for a bad voice. I uh, I, I I dabbled last night, and it got me through last night. But then I woke up today, so dinner will be ready here in a little bit. We'll see what we'll see what we can do. Luckily, I have I haven't had to yell at a television or anything like that today. Good teams win, great teams cover. Absolutely. We'll talk about that briefly. Before we get to our college football plays, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball. Let's start with the Cayman Islands uh, tournament. Utah State just routed Stephen F. Austin 79-49 in the championship game. They also beat Akron and Marshall. They've got a forward named Great Osabor. That sounds like a pro wrestler. Does that not? It, it, it really does. Yeah, you're not. You are not wrong on that. That is a Mexican masked wrestler from the 70s. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But he led the team in scoring the first two games, and he only had 14 points and seven rebounds in the final. Utah State looked good. Somebody keep an eye on going forward. At, at Mountain West, it, it, it's, it's always something going on out there. The Gulf Coast Classic final is being played later tonight it's Hofstra and High Point that should be an interesting game the note though coming out of the Gulf Coast is Iona lost their first two games before coming back to crush Buffalo the thing is I'm not too sure Buffalo is any good do you think it's this big a deal that they lose Rick Pitino and Iona might be on a slide I it's on the radar I, I don't quite know what to think about it yet, but I think there might be something there. I, they're still favored in the Metro Atlantic, at least according to Ken Palm. Nobody has stepped up yet, but this is not a good start for the for Iowa. No, absolutely not. In the Paradise Jam, the winners were Missouri State. They beat Kent State and Hampton to get to the final, then knock off Abilene Christian in the championship game. N.J. Benson... Off the bench, 17-10 and 10 in the final. Off the bench, on the board, baby. Absolutely. So now they're 4-1. and one. They lost their season opener to West Virginia. Reeled off four in a row after that, of course, the last three at the Paradise Jam. They opened the Missouri Valley Conference on November 29th against Evansville. Early it start. It ain't just the big boys that are out here making conference games when they don't need to be. That's awful. And we just finished watching Purdue win the Maui. Hanging on for dear life, but they won because they have a cheat code. They they have a cheat code, but Marquette almost broke it. And I'm telling you, somebody is going to break that cheat code sometime during the season. Purdue's not going to win the title. Zach Eady looks great. And goddamn, I mean, he, he, he tips in a... a wild three-pointer for the winning basket then gets the offensive rebound on a on a 
free throw. He he did exactly what needed to be done against a very good Marquette team. Marquette was up to the challenge. They they got themselves in a hole uh, in the first half. Just couldn't make shots. They clawed back. Credit to them for for st- sticking sticking to the game plan and just continually going to the bucket. They were up to the up to the challenge, but Purdue was just a little too much. Edie's like I said, Edie's fantastic. I heard late in the game he had seven offensive rebounds, turned them into ten points just off that's, those offensive rebounds. Five of seven right there off of off. So there you go. That's yeah. That's that's ten points a game right there that per, that Purdue's going to get you every single time, just like that. So you got to figure out a way to be ten points better than Purdue, which it can be done. But man, it's, it, it's going to be a, a haul to do it. I think Marquette has given everybody else a game plan, though. You have to be quick. You have to play 40 minutes of hell. You have to frustrate Zach Eady, maybe even get him to commit a stupid foul or two to get him on the bench. But I think all those things are doable. If you have a deep, fast, athletic team, you know, positionless basketball, yeah, that you can throw yeah. three or four guys at Eady, that's what you're going to need. Yeah, you need to have all 20 fouls available to you, you know, to keep Edie off the offensive class. In interior passing was successful at times for Marquette today. Just being able to make the big guy move, make him work, especially on the defensive end. So he, so you run him out of gas on the offensive end later in the game. That's what it's going to take. Uh, Tennessee also uh, gave him hell uh, in the semis. That was that game was horrible. The officiating in that game was absolute garbage. I don't even know what I have nothing else to say about it because it, it was that bad. By the way, Marquette got to the final by beating Kansas, who then beat Tennessee in that third place game. Yep. So Marquette actually was the one who knocked off number one Kansas, and I, I'm sure Purdue is going to be number one when the new rankings come out. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, I'm probably going to be watching the seventh place and fifth place games in Maui tonight because. Bill Walton is doing color tonight. Oh, God. Yeah, you do that. You you enjoy that. So they put the Maui third place and first place games on early because of the NBA doubleheader that is contractually oh, is that why they ESPN? did it? That's why. Just throw the games on the deuce. Let's play the games the way they're supposed to. Let's crown the, ch- let's crown the champ late at night. That's the way it's supposed to do. Throw them on the deuce. No, come on. It's stupid. Uh, well, it looks like, okay, uh, on the deuce, they've got the NIT tip-off games. Throw those on early. Come on, we're not we're, we're playing games in the morning out in Hawaii. Come on. Finally, good teams win, great teams cover. Marquette was plus three and a half. If you want Ooh. more winners like that, follow us on 60-year seniors on Twitter. That's with the number six. Might be a good thing that the desperation heave at the buzzer uh, didn't go in and force overtime. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, I, I will take that, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get to our college football plays for the final week of the regular season. I've got a whole bundle again. I've got 15 plays. Uh, Mikey, you told me before we pushed go, you've got eight. I, I'm Yes, I'm just trying to use up words that Mikey would otherwise be saying to save his voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get at it. Let's see what you have. See if we have any mortgage plays in which we can redeem ourselves. Yeah, we were 0-2 last week. Rutgers beat us on the hook. Michigan decided not to play hard. But it's another week. I, I think we've got a mortgage play right out of the gate. We talked about this game at length on Monday. 
there's some beef here. The pressure's turned on. Rivalry game, all that stuff. Oregon State plus 13 and a half on the road in Eugene. I just think, yeah, Oregon's good, but I think Oregon State will throw everything in the bucket that they have at Oregon. Weird things happen in November. Rivalry games, the whole smash. This is at least a field goal too much. I'm taking the Beavs, 13 and a half. Let's roll. Yes, we do have a mortgage play. I saw this a couple hours ago at 14, but it has slipped back down to 13 and a half. I guess we'll have to take that. I don't think it's going to matter. This might be a stretch, but maybe wrong team favored. Oh, wow. I love Oregon State's running game. I think if they can keep Oregon off the field, the Ducks can't score if they don't have the ball. If Oregon State can keep the ball for 35 minutes, they've got a shot to win this game. Might be a big ask, but but it, it's in play there. It's, it's a rivalry game where things happen. Speaking Martinez of and games, Finwick, if they can run the ball, they can keep Oregon in check. Speaking of rivalry games, the big game of the weekend, the game of the season, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State. We've been talking about it for two months. Jim Harbaugh in in, in a mask on the sideline. It's uh, going to happen. Videotape on a pole, the, the the whole smash here. I'm not taking a side on this. I'm going with the total. I'm going under 45 and a half. Talked about it a little bit on Monday. I am not sold on either quarterback in this game. And, I yeah, I know McCord's got weapons uh, it, with, with Henderson and Harrison. But you got to get them with the ball. And, and Michigan's defense is really, really good. Ohio State's defense is really, really good. Blake Corum's going to get his yards. I, I, I think who can, who can manage the running game is, is going to ultimately be who wins this football game. But that being said, I think we're looking at time-consuming drives, clock running, and I think it's first to 20 wins. So I'm going under 45 and a half in the big game. And we have a second mortgage play right off the bat. We are rolling, baby. I, I agree with you. I, I think the Penn State games show us exactly what this game is going to be like. Both of those went yep. under the total. It's going to be an old-time running dominant game it wouldn't surprise me if neither quarterback throws 20 passes in this game Marvin Harrison will get his touchdown he'll have his one highlight but in the end I think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball more effectively than Ohio State and eventually win the game but at three and a half I'm not touching that line yeah I wasn't touched three and a half either going down then uh going down the barrel a little bit this is an Allen Caps play here but uh, Sam Houston State hosting Middle Tennessee. Sam Houston plus three and a half. I am taking them to uh, to win the game outright here. They've had inklings of success as the season has gone along. They've been so close so many times. Finally got the first win over FBS. They held tight on the road with Western Kentucky last week. And I think this is their bowl game. It's a celebration of their first uh, FBS season. They're going to wind it up on a high note. We've liked Sam Houston all season long. And I like him to close the season out with a bang, winning outright against Middle Tennessee. Take Sam Houston plus three and a half. You know, you didn't need to say any of those words because we have a third mortgage play. Holy crap. And for all the reasons that you just explained, Middle Tennessee has underperformed all year long. This is Sam Houston's bowl game. They're at home. This is the way that they send their home crowd home happy. I love this play. I love it, love it, love it. Moving along, I'm going to talk about style points a little more later. 
but I'm going to talk about style points here in this one. LSU's hosting Texas A&M. They're laying 11 and a half. A&M's a dumpster fire. Jane Daniels needs style points for the Heisman Trophy after that performance a couple of weeks ago uh, against Florida where he co- combined between passing and rushing for 600 yards or some ungodly number. Uh, I think they would like to send the alumni home happy here and give give Daniels a few extra uh, highlights to throw in his uh, package going to New York in a couple of weeks. I like LSU. I like LSU big here. Take the Tigers minus 11 and a half. Well, we don't have a mortgage play at least. I didn't look at this game. But yeah, A&M is just a dumpster fire at this point. You're probably right. I don't think Jaden Daniels has a chance at the Heisman Trophy, but they're going to run up some numbers for him. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with that too. We talked about this game a little bit on Monday's show, and, and I love the number on it. Coastal Carolina, James Madison, Sunbelt Rama Percussions. Coastal getting eight points against a pissed-off James Madison team. It's one point too many. I'm on the right side of the line here. I'm going to take Coastal. They're going to fight for their lives here. I think James Madison wins the game, but I think Coastal keeps it closer than eight, so I'm going to take the points and take Coastal. Yeah, I looked at this, and I would have been on that side, but Grayson McCall's probably not going to play, and I'm not sure how good Coastal is without him. We're going to see what happens. I have a theory on this game. The The team I'm betting on looked really good last weekend, but I'm not betting on them because of that. Oklahoma's going to put up a number early, get in the clubhouse. Texas is going to put up a number early and get in the clubhouse. Can Oklahoma State respond to the pressure coming down the back nine on Sunday and be able to close out a BYU team who was frisky last week against Oklahoma? I know BYU's on the road. They were at home last week. I know this. But does Oklahoma State have the cojones to shut them down the way they need to, knowing that they have to win to get into the Big 12 title game? I think the nerves get to them. I think the pressure gets to them. They don't have the quarterback play that is required to really take care of business here. I think 17 points is way too much. And I like BYU here to cover 17. Oklahoma State overcomplicates this game and it makes it way more interesting than it has any business being. Yeah, I looked at this one and I looked at that side for much the same reason. Oklahoma State just needs to win. And that's an awful lot of points to ask them yep. to cover. You know, when all you need to do is win. So I, I think you're on the right side there. I mentioned style points earlier, and there is a team out here that that needs some style points as we head down the back nine into the clubhouse for the college football season. And that team is playing and favored in Auburn, Alabama this weekend, the Iron Bowl. Alabama getting two touchdowns against an Auburn team who just took probably the most embarrassing loss in program history. That was an embarrassment, an atrocity and now they've got to deal with Alabama, who really, you know, you can do all the combinations of what everything needs to happen. Alabama is still, oh, well, if they get in one loss SEC champion, is it enough? They need every style point they can get to shake off that Texas loss and really take out any, any inkling of doubt 
that they belong should they beat Georgia next week. I think Bama comes in and drops the hammer on a reeling Auburn team. It's a rivalry game. They're going to run it up and keep the alumni happy. And Nick Saban's going to put a reminder out there that he ain't done yet. And he's got bigger fish to fry next week. I like Bama. I like Bama big. Lay the two touchdowns. Yeah, once again, you're probably right. And the playoff committee has already proven that they don't really care about results on the field. They care about putting a good product on television that'll get ratings. That's the only reason Florida State dropped from four to five this week. And yeah, if if Alabama runs up the score, they're going to go, hey, we can put Alabama at number four and have Georgia and Bama, they're going to do something stupid like that just to, you know, hype Georgia and Bama coming up next week. Final play, you just mentioned Florida State. And I'm taking Florida in the battle of the Gator State down there. Plus six and a half, backup quarterbacks. All the, you've immediate backup quarterbacks on each side, you have immediately taken the margins and, and taken them way way to the edge of the paper now. Yeah, Florida State's got dudes, but I think Florida is going to be, this is Florida's Super Bowl. This is what it is. Florida State's got one week to work with Rotomaker and see what they can do, what how they can work them into the offense. But I think Florida just throws dudes at them and, 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 just, and just gives them hell all game long. And I think Florida hangs around, and I kind of think that Florida wins the game here. I'm not going to go money line on it, but I will take the points and take the six and a half Rivalry game, weird things happen, and a bad Florida team comes in and plays spoiler to Florida State's dream season. I could see all that trying to happen, but this is the Florida Gators we're talking about. They will also do something incredibly stupid to lose this game. Yeah, they'll do something incredibly stupid. They'll throw a shoe or something like that, but they won't lose the game by more than six and a half. (laughs) Yeah, they won't lose the game by more than six and a half points. That's it. That's the way it is. Those are my eight plays. What do you got? All right. Well, we got three mortgage plays to try and redeem our mortgage plays this season. Uh, eight and 13. That's just not good. Let's see if we can get a 3-0. and That's our worst mark ever. It is. Oregon State plus 13.5 against Oregon. Ohio State, Michigan under 45.5. Sam Houston State plus 3.5 over Middle Tennessee. Let's ride those to victory. Let's do it. I have eight games on Friday. I like the Friday slate a lot more than I like Good the Saturday God. slate. There's going to be a theme here, and that theme is who cares and who has reason to play and who doesn't. Well, you know me. I love themes, so let's do it. Well, I'm starting out with the Mac on Friday. And oh, to give you an idea, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel to start with. Akron at home, plus 14 against Ohio. I'm taking the home team, no matter how bad the Zips are, because Ohio has nothing to play for. They're already bowl eligible. They cannot win their division. There's no reason to show up. They're probably good enough for their second string to beat Akron, but only one team has a reason to play, and that's the home team. I'll take the Zips plus 14. Good God. That's that's atrocious. Well, the game, not not the play, the game. Yeah. Well, here we go again. The next game on the list, another MAC game. Central Michigan hosting Toledo. Toledo, nothing to play for. They do want a victory because there is an outside chance that they could get in to the New Year's Bowl six. Long shot, but they could get there. Central Michigan, on the other hand, five and six right now. 
something to play for. They're at home. Beating Toledo probably is asking too much, but at home they're going to try their damnness to get a bowl eligible. I'll take Central Michigan plus 11. All right. Okay. I, I see where you're going on that one. That's way bottom of the barrel. Good God. Well, this game might be the bottom of the barrel. Oh, Jesus. It is the lowest total in recorded NCAA football oh, history. Oh, God, you're taking the game. Jesus Christ. I am not playing the total. I don't dare do that. But here's another situation where the home team is fighting for bowl eligibility, whereas the road team has nothing to play for. Iowa's already won their division. If they lose, it just doesn't matter. And, and Vegas is telling you everything you need to know. Nebraska is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Nebraska will win this game, become bowl eligible, beat Iowa just to show us how bad that division is. I'm taking Nebraska minus two-and-a-half. Jesus, that's a horrible game. Somebody uh, asked on Twitter, like, how low is too low? This for that might game be it. For the total. I said 24-and-a-half was too low for gambling. But for in the terms of the sport itself, too low was two touchdowns ago. So yes. let's just end this season. It, this is an atrocity. Remember, just last week, Illinois and Iowa were 31, and they went under. Granted, it was 28 points, though. With a safety. Yeah, with a safety. And, and a few field goals involved as well. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Next on my list, New Mexico. At home against Utah State. This really is based upon what I saw late Saturday night last week with New Mexico just ran all over Fresno State. I think they can do the same thing against Utah State. Six and a half. Heck, might be wrong team favorite here. I'll take the Mm. Lobos plus six and a half against Utah State. Okay. I see where you're going on that one. I, I, I like that play, actually. Another Mountain West play on Friday, Air Force and Boise in one of two essentially elimination matches for the Mountain West title. Total here, 46 and a half. I think you're going to see an offensive shootout. It may not be huge pass plays, but it's going to be huge chunks of running yardage on both sides. I'll take Air Force and Boise over 46 and a half. Thought about taking Air Force in that game. I this, this Boise turnaround just seems like some smoke and mirrors, but maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm missing something. It might be smoke and mirrors, but Air Force just isn't the same team. They're not. Yeah, unless they get their quarterback back, Zach Lair. They're not the same team, but as they proved against UNLV, they can still score at will. Next game, Texas Tech plus 14 against Texas. I'm probably going against your theory of a fashion statement by the Longhorns. I think they just get in, get out, get the job done. Texas Tech, meanwhile, does have an outside chance at the Matrix of Doom. So they're going to play hard. 14's an awful big spread. I'll take the two touchdowns with Texas Tech. I can see that. Uh, And again, Oklahoma's, I think Oklahoma's going to get in the clubhouse early. Texas, you win, you're in. That little theory in the back of your mind, are we, are we, you know, can we really do this? We don't have Brooks, all that stuff. I can see Texas Tech being the monkey in the wrench here. Already mentioned Oregon State plus 13.5 against Oregon. Final game on Friday. I'm taking Texas San Antonio plus 3.5 against Tulane. Tulane has played with fire for the last couple of months. 
they have won three games where they've been down double digits at some point in that game. Texas San Antonio had a slow start to the season, but nobody killed them then. And now I think people are going to regret it. Texas San Antonio plus three and a half might be wrong team favored. Oh, Rama percussions in the AAC. I see where you're going there. I like it. And of course, if that works out, that Texas San Antonio wins, Tulane loses, SMU wins. The tiebreaker between SMU and Tulane, because they did not play each other, comes down to computer ratings. The question will be, how far does Tulane fall in the computer ratings with that loss? And so we went through the, we went through the, was it the AAC's computer rankings that you were talking about? Yes, yeah. Did it have Alexander's York, uh, Alexander York's Alexander computer York's computer? No, but they should have. It should have. Come on. <laughs> the little Do Radio that. Shack Tandy 64. Yes, little word processor. <laughs> on Saturday, talked about a couple of the mortgage plays. Ohio State, Michigan under 45 and a half. Sam Houston State plus three and a half against Middle Tennessee. I also have one more Big Ten game. I'm taking one last shot at Rutgers at home against Maryland as a one-point dog. Wrong team favored. Talia Tagovailoa will do something stupid, much like Florida, and Rutgers will win this game, possibly running the ball 40 times in a row to end the game. Let's see if Rutgers can close this thing out. We'll see. I head out to the Pac-12 for three games this should come as no surprise. Colorado, Utah, under 51 and a half. Shador Sanders probably not going to play in this game, which makes Colorado even more awful on offense. Oh, no. That could get ugly. The only question is, is Utah might cover this by themselves. Poor Colorado. This is possibly a heart play more than a brain play. But I'm taking California on the road, plus nine against UCLA. Let's get that sixth win for the Bears. Yeah, I'm not quite with you that far, but it could happen. Finally, because Washington's been playing with fire but keeps winning, I think Washington State plus 16 is too big of a spread. I will take the road team in the Apple Cup. I thought about that too, but didn't quite have the, uh, the guts to do it. I wonder if Washington looks at it and says, you know, we we, you know, we cut a little too close last week. Let's make sure we tighten some things up. They just have to win out. They don't need style points. They just need to win. Because 13-0 Washington goes to the playoff. There's no question about it. Well, yeah, the playoff um, committee has already said that they're going to screw Florida State. Well, Florida, again, Washington's got a better resume anyway, so I don't, I don't care about that. But again, they just have to win. They don't have to cover. They don't need the style points. Maybe Wazoo's to play here. I like where you're going. And because I'm a degenerate, and hey, our listeners are degenerates, you got to bet the last game of the regular season, right? Out on you the do. island. You really do. Out on the island. I couldn't figure out. I, I think the spread is very close to what's going to happen. So I decided to take the over 55 because if you're going to root for something, you'll root for a high-scoring game. Colorado State, Absolutely. Hawaii, over 55. Sounds like a plan. And it's right on the big number. I mean, 55 is a common number. So at least it's not 55 and a half. If you can get 54 and a half, go for it. So we got three mortgage plays to end the regular season. Oregon State plus 13 and a half against Oregon. Ohio State, Michigan, under 45 and a half. And Sam Houston State plus three and a half against Middle Tennessee. 
Give some love to Baby Doll's husband on the mortgage play. I love it. That's true. Yes, Baby Doll's husband. By the way, she followed my uh, she followed my YouTube account uh, earlier this week. So awesome! I'm, I'm yeah. Awesome! I'm somebody. <laughs> I guess she liked my Gary Hart video. That's all I got. Does she have photos of you? Not yet. We'll see about. Do you that. have photos of her? No, I do not. To talk with the dream about that. Let's see if by Monday we can get photos of Mikey and Baby Doll together. Highly unlikely. And I'm not sure what exactly what we're going to do with them. Uh, who we're going to? <laughs> going to put them in a in a brown envelope. Get yourself a uh, United States title shot out of that. That's the yeah. There we go. That's the idea. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I'm I, I'm tapped out. Well, let's see. So for Larry Zabisco, Tully Blanchard. And uh, who else has Baby Doll managed in her career? I guess Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, Flair, all those guys. Let, let me take this in a different way, just because I, I, am, I am on, the, I am on the, 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 the cusp of, of just falling, falling over here. For Dr. Tom Pritchard, Dr. Harvey Whippleman, and the Doctor of Style Slick. That's the best producer in the business out caps on Mikey Watson. We'll be back next week. Break down what's coming. With the conference title games, more college basketball, ACC, SEC challenges next week. All kinds of stuff. We'll talk about it right here on Six Year Seniors.